0: what you are listening to what
1: Truck Hit. I'm Dooner here with Michael
2: Vincent, the Dude. Hey, Happy Veterans Day, everybody from a Nicole-soaked freight alley, home of the free, because of the brave brother. Amen, man. Happy I'm- Veterans
1: Day to all who served and their families. Many of you have been guests on this show. Logistics Community has been a home to so many veterans. And uh, by the way, if you missed Wednesday's show, we did a segment with Elida on truckers for troops. They got a great initiative going on. Uh-huh. It's still going on today. Go over to Awaida, and uh, I believe you get some donation
2: going yeah, on. Yeah, it goes through that. the 13th, man. You can goes go in the there. Even if you, if you join, mm-hmm. it's discounted, and 10% of it goes to the truckers, to the uh, Truckers for Veterans, to, to the care packages. Very right? cool. Or you could just donate if you want to, nice, which well, is cool. Today's show is going to be a little bit
1: different than other shows. We do have one headline. It's some really bad news about C.H. Robinson. Mm. But that uh, that sort of guided the direction we went on this one, where we're going to be focusing on helping you survive a down market. We're going to be looking at it from an employee perspective. We'll be looking at jobs that are available to all these displaced C.H.R.W. workers. We'll be looking at uh, – got Adam Wingfield on. We're going to be talking about getting your numbers in order to run your trucking company properly, through this and we're also going to talk about keeping it real upstairs we got someone here to talk about mental health and dealing with the stress that's going on right now it's holidays we're hearing about big job losses these kind of things a lot of people getting a little little angsty out there so we got you covered today we're going to try and keep it as positive as possible you gotta tip the band. We'll get to our headline and we'll get things started for you. So, Surge Transportation now offers digital autonomous load booking for our carrier partners. Visit loads.surgetransportation.com twenty four seven to book loads at competitive market rates with the click of the button. What else can they do?
2: They can also book it now through leading industry load boards. All right, headlines.
1: Not a good one. At least 650 workers have been let go from C.H. Robinson so far. What happened there? It's story we've been talking about all year. It's the uh, the. Freight market falling apart, deflating. CEO Bob Busterfield, he said he did not forecast truckload demand declining as rapidly as it did, as well as spot market and contract rates deflating considerably. C.H. Robinson missed earnings last week and hinted that these firings were on the way whenever you say you're going to organize operationally. That usually means some people are headed outside the door. Michael Vincent, one of the bad things about big logos like this doing these big firings is it tends to, kick up some dust and create some noise for other companies to also do some firings. We haven't heard any big ones yet, but we're going to get y'all prepared.
2: Yeah, uh, we, uh, yeah we'll yeah, we have to get people prepared. And you're, and you're right. It's like uh, the others go, oh, okay, they ripped the Band-Aid off now, us too. We don't have to be the ones to break the bad news. But hopefully this is, uh, you know, as Beasterfield said, hopefully this is limited to like a C.H. Robinson who – Quite frankly, just mispredicted what was going to what was going to go on, and and got a little fat in the middle ranks, right? And it's tough and, to scale. It's tough to scale in this business. It's tough to scale. It's tough to predict. It's tough to know which one which way it's going. Things change so quickly. But hopefully, hopefully this is limited to these guys and others did a better job of managing expectations, and we're and we're good,
1: right? Well, hey, CH Robinson workers, those of you who lost their job, that's a lot of you entering into the hallways, but you get a good logo on your resume, right? People mm. know who you are. We put a post out to the community here, and we said, hey, how good is the health of the employment market right now in logistics anyway? Do we have jobs for these displaced workers? And we got an overwhelming response from the logistics community. There's over 200 comments here. A number of jobs will go through some of them with you. And after we get sure. through, through those, we actually have a guest here from STEAM today that will tell you about some of the jobs at her location and why you should come over to STEAM. So let's get, you, uh, let's get some people back back to work here. The first one here is Betterway Supply Chain Services. They, Them and Pallet Traders said they heard about these disruptions. They have homes for the C.H. Robinson family. Also, if you go to my LinkedIn, it's Timothy Dooner. I accept any request. It's also open to the public. You can see all these hiring people, like they left their comments. That's how I would um recommend you interface with this information because you can just connect with them directly, say, Hey, you know, I heard this on Want the Truck or I saw this post. I want to get hired at this company. These warm intros, trust me, they will uh they'll help you a long way. Whitney right. Johnson Carroll says KCH transportation is hiring across the US. And with many of these being remote, many of these positions, sure. Um you're not limited. So let's say you were in Minnesota or, or wherever for C. H. Robinson, you might not be limited there. Uh, there's some good ones here to Nagle, yeah. uh Manuel Silva, he says, hey, C.H. Robinson IT, Kununagal is always looking to hire senior IT talents. Right. Lance Roberts says one way transportation is hiring for operations managers in the Detroit and uh, Roseville, Michigan areas. Buddy Lichter says, Go Green Logistics is hiring in New York and New Jersey. Randall Morse, he said, it's sad to see so many posts announcing layoffs lately, but they have opportunities over at CR England. He wants you to message him if you're interested. Misa Durek, they say, tons of opportunities here at Eagle Eye Truck Lines. Please get hold of us, and we'll see what we can do. They're looking for people in the Dallas, Texas area. Michelle Hickman said, if you need a job in Detroit and you're serious, their team is doing another round of hiring starting December 15th. Let's say where she's with. What is this one? Dude, Export dude. Export C logistics is where she's from. Uh, Andrew Jessicanis, he says He says Hegelman Logistics is hiring.
2: Yeah, there are so many in here. D- you know, Dooner, when you put this out there, the response that I saw coming through that I was watching all the responses come through on your thing was yeah. amazing, all these people. Even our buddy uh, Rob Bussey up there at BWS. He's looking for remote salespeople. there. They're looking at BWS, get in touch with him. Cargo Quotes is looking for people in Kansas City. There's so many different things on here, Dooner. Next like trucking, said,
1: Mike Bush. Uh, yeah. I met him at F3. I've known him online. It's always it's great to One of the reasons it's great to be active on social media is a lot of us in the mm. community know each other through that. And when it comes to hiring, especially in this day and age, you can get a job so much quicker if you know someone in our company. Like here at Freightways, that's how I got my job was yeah. through a DM with Craig Fuller.
2: Right on. Johnson & Johnson, manufacturing and or transportation, and it says they pay really well. Happy to chat. These up, are amazing
1: uh, jobs. You know, go animorphs. check out the post. There's so many more. We could just read them all oh, off gosh. to you, but it would be much easier just to go to, to LinkedIn here. Look me up, Timothy Dooner. Let's bring our guest up right now, and we'll go a little bit deeper on what some of these jobs are and what it means to work in freight right now. So come on up. Join us on the seat. Thank you for braving um, the wet weather to come Absolutely. right down here.
3: Thank you for inviting our me. I so appreciate chair. it.
1: <laughs> you, were almost, you almost only just had to walk right across the
3: street. I did. I know. I had my handy umbrella. I was good to go. Oh, By the sweet. way, gift, since oh, you're a guest on the yes. show. Here's an extra you. Yes. love it. Keep your hair
1: dry on the way back.
3: <laughs> Don't have much of it, but I'll, well, I'll take what I can get for sure. sure.
1: <laughs> well, you know, so the thing is, when I started uh, shaving my head, I realized that your head gets much colder, though.
3: Yes. Yeah, so I'm trying to prepare short. for this winter. For when you got Yes. Right.
2: So it it actually works. Keep a hat on, and you stay warmer. Yeah, scarves,
1: hats, <laughs> something. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about Steam. So, you you know, we talked about in the lead the yeah. awful news that happened there, 650 people getting mm-hmm. fired. Um, mm. In the greater tech community, we're seeing a lot of firings and may spill over into freight tech, too, as companies mm-hmm. go out to race. So there's going to be people looking for jobs, even if they're not with C.H. Right. Robinson. But as we learned, a lot of people are hiring. Yes. Steam is one of them. Tell us what you have going on.
3: Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited, first of all, to hear that so many people are hiring. That makes me feel like so much better. Um, Because obviously, as Steam Logistics, we want to have a place for as many people as that we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that you guys mentioned that, uh, you know, C.H. Robinson was remote. We yeah. are unfortunately not remote, but fortunately, but we have built such a culture. And not only that, we have 11 offices. So, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. not
2: remote, but you have an office in exactly. like every neighborhood. And
3: exactly. <laughs> we have it in Atlanta, Birmingham, Charleston, Des Moines, Detroit, Kansas City, Minneapolis, St. Louis, and Wilmington. And of course, here in China. Again. Mm. So, yeah, we definitely have some opens. And obviously, we are a freight forwarder. um, So we have roles across the board, um, international, drayage, domestic. um, But because everything is done in-house, we are afforded the opportunity to have accounting, finance, um, Mm. HR, recruiting, which is what I do, um, customs. So, I mean, there are so many different positions that are available um, that hopefully we can find a home for some of these.
2: So you're not just looking for people to sling freight international no, and TUs no, no, and that no, no, type no. of stuff, right? You got all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on. We here, do. Right? We
3: have a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, we're so grateful that um, our leaders, you know, they're doing their best, you know, to think ahead. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. very strategic in their planning, you know, how we're hiring, what we're hiring for and how much we're hiring um, because they're obviously aware of what's going on. So um, I really appreciate that about them. But yes, we are hiring in so many different areas.
2: You're hiring a bartender for that rooftop bar over there?
3: <laughs> I hope so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that like your next day you're interviewing for those? You
3: know, I would not I saw be you mad. last night at the bars interviewing
2: bartenders. Is a matter of <laughs> I would
3: not be upset if they said, Maria, we need to hire somebody. Can you get the job done? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> you're in recruiting, so you're, you're sort of the front line mm-hmm. on finding team members. What are you usually looking for when you're going out to Cast these nets. I remember when I've been in the hiring pool, it was incredibly challenging. And that piece of advice I gave Mm -hmm. earlier, just go direct to someone you know at the company, especially if they're a high-value target. This isn't everybody, but like, I personally never got a job through Mm ZipRecruiter. I've sent thousands of resumes Mm -hmm. through like the automated resume ones. Oh gosh, nothing. Never. Me Um, either. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't think it works. Mine was a a
3: connection for sure, and I just happened to be at the gym, and someone's like, "Hey, you. I know you need a job. Check out Steam Logistics." Had no idea what I was getting into. Yeah. What I love about this company, though. For example, I did not have experience, so I came in. They've been teaching me and they've given me the opportunity to grow and learn. Um, but you know, with you know, individuals from CH Robinson, obviously they have experience, but if you don't, even if you're listening to me and you don't have experience, we are okay bringing you in, teaching you. Life experiences is the best experience, honestly. You know, passion, drive, those type of interests. Yeah, no,
2: you're you're absolutely right. You you can draw from other experiences and yes. and, and actually negative impacts in your life to mm, to yes. move forward and be positive and be really an asset in this type of business, right? Because you're overcoming adversity almost every day in logistics, exactly. right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's what you're doing. You're a problem solving. Problem every day. solving.
3: You yeah. know, you're communicating. You're building relationships. You know, I came from being a director of a child care, and now I'm in wow. recruiting. Yeah. You know, but some of those aspects I've been able to bring into my role here. So when I'm looking, and a lot of the other recruiters that, you know, I work with, they're doing that as well. They're so looking for experience. How
2: are you not HR after being child care? I mean, HR, <laughs> child care, and logistics. They're like the Who same in Who knows what the right? future
3: holds? Absolutely. That's And I probably, that's probably why she's like, you know, Morgan, she's like, hey, I need, you know, I want to work with her. So it, it, it actually works really well.
1: Well, I mean, your own people can become your best recruiters, as Absolutely. you just said right there. What would you say to people out there, especially because they have to come in. So let's mm-hmm. say someone's in Chattanooga, they're working yeah. remote for CHRW. Mm-hmm. They're out there looking now. Why should they consider STEAM?
3: Oh, my goodness. Um, You know, I get asked that every time I'm on a phone screen, to be honest, and I love it because the opportunity is here. The growth, not just for the company. Obviously, we want the company to continue that growth that we're on, but individual, professionally, you know, we want to give people opportunities. And that's what we're about. We're about our community. We're about helping our community and building it up from within.
2: Yeah, and I would say uh, I, I would I would agree. I mean, I have had experience with the, with Steve Cox and the people mm-hmm. there at, at Steam, and watched it grow from there. And I've yeah. heard nothing but good things. And Steve's one of those genuine guys, right? Yeah, and it's absolutely. A, it's a great industry and uh, great great solving there. You've got all all bases covered, right? I mean, you've got companies that are struggling right now. Mm-hmm. Steam isn't. Because you guys are true, like, door-to-door type of situation, right? Yeah, I
3: mean, they're definitely on the phones constantly, but I think, honestly, what sets us apart is the passion that, yeah. the you know, everybody that's working at Steam, we are truly bought into it. Sure. You know, we're truly bought into the vision that um, Steam has and our leaders have, and we work together to make it happen.
2: Well, you got a leader who's willing to put on a Speedo and run down a market street if you hit a sales goal, right? Yes, so.
3: I agree. I feel like if anybody can humble themselves to put on a Speedo and just run down the street, I need to be a part of that. <laughs> Is
2: that. What, that's what hooked you? I
3: was like, I need to do that. I think they
2: lost half their employees when you did
1: that. No, any, uh, any key roles you'd like to highlight that are available now?
3: Um, as I mentioned, you know, of course, Drayage and yeah. Domestic, um, we have a few roles in, in accounting. Um, you know, marketing is about to start expanding. Yeah. Um, truthfully, to really find out what roles that we have, I always recommend individuals to go on to steamlogistics.com, go into careers and see what we have on there. And if you don't see something on there, I'm available on LinkedIn. Morgan is available on LinkedIn. We're always posting roles on there. And even if you don't have experience, even if you don't know what logistics is, or you're not quite sure especially with this layoff if this is the route that you want to go still talk to us we want to talk to you
2: and so to that vein what is that thing you look for in people like they maybe they don't have the logistics mm-hmm. but they said this in their resume or this yeah. in their message what is that this that hooks you and says that's somebody who could
3: i want to learn I want to learn. I want to be taught. I want to, um, you know, be a part of the growth. I want to come in where it is right now and just do the best that I can. Uh, really, honestly, a lot of individuals that have a lot of passion and creativity because yeah. we are a very creative company. Yeah. you know, we're not cookie cutter. So you know, individuals that are innovative and just you know forward thinking.
1: Awesome. So how about post-interview? Do thank you notes work? That's a question that always comes up. People go, should I send out that thank you note? Is it worth their while?
3: It is. I love receiving thank you notes after a phone call. We have some of the managers that do the same. Everybody's different. You know, their expectations for what they want for their group is different. We definitely don't shy away from it. We will respond to those thank you notes, and we appreciate it. Um, It just shows that you're really invested in the potential of working for the company.
2: Hmm. How about uh, uh, unconventional methods of, of seeking a job? I mean, should should someone show up with like snacks for the group? Show up here with a cake once or something, huh? So, who's the one who showed up here with a cake? No, he he came up on a Friday for one of our town hall meetings and fed the entire company snacks and and sandwiches. Wow. Oh my goodness. And just introduced himself. Hey, I brought the snacks. I'm looking for a job. No, it was tremendous. It was amazing. I think that's
3: great. Look, first of all, Steam, how we do things is so unorthodox in a sense as far as recruiting. I mean, it doesn't matter. If I'm going through a drive through and I see somebody that I think has potential, I'm going to introduce myself and say, hey, do you want a better opportunity? Do you want another opportunity? Are you looking to develop? yourself um I mean how if you're looking
2: for that culture and those characteristics you can find them just about anywhere Anywhere.
3: people just need to know who we are what we are about and and it's like once I get them on the phone and I tell them about what we're looking for and if they have what we're looking for that excitement is through the roof they're just like oh sign me up like I really want to be a part of that um that's what we're looking for we want people to be happy to come into work every day Well, thank you so much for coming on, and thank you for sharing
1: that, letting people know that there are options out there. Um, As you saw, as we mentioned that post, tons and tons of listings still. So if you unfortunately lost your job at CHRW, realize there's places to land. I was fired in November of 2016, and it was terrible. It was a terrible experience at the time, but the one nice thing about it is... One, I was able to get help and take care of something I needed to mm-hmm. take care of, but also I had family around. Right. And if you're going to lose a job, it's always good to have that support right. system throughout the holidays. Spend a little right. time like that, regroup in January. If you got to do that, you got to take a little time for yourself too. Hey,
3: do it. It's that time of year. Absolutely. Do it. We'll
1: be here in Jan.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks again. That's right.
3: Absolutely. Thank Appreciate
1: you. Appreciate it. Take care now. Hold this, so you'll yeah, fall yeah, off yeah. too. Platform can be a little deadly. Thank you. Take it easy. Yeah, you can just head right out that way. You're all
2: set. Hey, Carrie. It's been tough times, man. It is, man. But she's right. It is really nice, and it's kind of comforting to hear so many people out there that are that are hiring right now. So uh, you know, they got options. They sure do. Okay, let's. uh, Meanwhile,
1: it's an honor to serve this country. So many veteran Mm. drivers. You know, that was a veteran driver. He submitted that song for a Chevy truck commercial contest. He did not win, but he should have, I think.
2: Wow, I'd like to hear the winner if he didn't win. Uh, yeah, I hey, know, if that was mech- uh, the
1: runner-up, what won?
2: Uh, yeah, right? That was pretty solid right there. All right, we got
1: Joshua Hernandez, Director of Operations over at Mustang Express, and he's going to help us talk through another critical component of tough times. Let's deal with the mental stress. Keeping the uh, Keeping your upstairs, the books in order up here. Josh, thanks so much for coming on the
4: show today. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's very humbling to be able to come on board and talk to you guys, especially about this issue, which is uh, very important to my to to my life.
1: Well, we'll get into that, Josh. Where are you? Where Where are you sitting right now? Where's Mustang uh, operate out of, or where do you operate out of? We're out of El Paso, Texas. Very cool. Very cool. Or warm. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that experience. So why are you so passionate about this topic? Because I put this out there and I said, look, I'm looking for experts that are going to help guide some people throughout tougher times and for the people who want to fight through this and stick with it and, and, you know, and build themselves up. And you reached out to me immediately. Tell me a little bit about that story.
4: Well, we are a, a full truckload carrier based out of El Paso, Texas, and we run specialized team service And with that, there comes a lot of pressures that maybe other carriers don't have to deal with because it's just in time all the time. And with that, it's a family company. And I've been doing this with my dad since uh, 2003. And back to mental health, we started this company two hours after 9-11 because my dad lost his job working for another company who laid him off two hours after the towers fell. And um, regarding to anyone that's going through a uh, job loss or fear of job loss right now, there is hope at the end of the tunnel. So we've been growing the company ever since then. And we've gone through diff- different things. Uh, the 2008 financial crisis, uh, slowdowns throughout those different periods and whatnot. Um, COVID especially, um, we run teams. So we always have the two drivers in the truck and whatever happened, what would happen during that time period if one driver got sick and how to take care of them and their families during that time period. And then most importantly, in 2013, my son was involved in a very uh, tragic accident in which one of our neighbor's dogs jumped into our fence, into our backyard and mauled him. Oh, wow. Oh, and geez. we ended up having to be, he, he was in the hospital for five days in ICU for two days um, he had a hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging in his brain. And with that, um, they couldn't find the brain bleed. So that, um, I guess, is a turning point in regards to my life and how, what ended up happening and changing the direction of how um, we operate as a company and how I operate as a person itself.
1: Well, I mean, that's quite a traumatic experience, especially the the dog mauling. So what were those strategies that you developed? Could you uh, share some of those with us? What what are you using to help keep that mental health uh, in check?
4: Okay, um, regarding that, the first thing I had to do is I realized I was very angry after that situation. Mm. And I would just lash out. And then I wasn't a good boss during that time period. And I wasn't a good husband. I wasn't a good father just because I had all this anger and resentment from the accident. And I guess the trauma that you would like to talk about. Um, that we can talk about. And after a point I had to come to a realization that I didn't like, I didn't like feeling that way. And I I needed to change. So I reached out and started doing counseling and talking to a therapist about that traumatic experience. Most people would think, Oh, if I go through counseling, um, that means I'm crazy. Well, I am crazy. So I'll be the first one to admit that, (laughs) but um, regarding that, uh, the way I look at counseling is, Hey, it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're crazy, that there's something wrong. It means that you may be stuck in a rut and you may need some coaching. Perfect example. I'm not a very good golfer, but when I do go do golf, um, my, my, everything goes all over the directions in different directions. Well, I went to a coach and he had me grip the, the, the club in a different way that felt uncomfortable. And with that, I was like, ah, oh, this is not going to work. But every time I would swing, the ball would go straight. That's how I see counseling is a, hey, sometimes we get stuck in these ruts and we think things are a certain way and we just need to bounce ideas or bounce off our feelings against someone to get some feedback.
2: Yeah. Joshua, that's, that makes it makes a hundred percent sense. It makes, it makes perfect sense. I was in the same, same boat myself, a different situation, what was it for you that made you get out of that comfort zone of that cycle of 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 anger? Because it, it becomes a blanket of kind of defense against the rents of the world that you wrap yourself up in. Who who got through, or how did it how did it pierce that blanket and go? You know what? I do need to go figure something out because I'm this angry person. It was a mixture
4: of uh, different people. Um, my parents. Um, I work with my parents, so they have to deal with me on a daily basis. Um, my wife. Um, my employees. Um, I'll be honest with you. My uh, one of my employees was actually afraid whenever I would walk into the office. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I was always on edge. And also with the family company and um, being a little bit smaller, um, you're always like worried about the the floor coming out from underneath you. And so um, there's the traumatic experiences of like starting a company and building the company. And uh, as entrepreneurs, sometimes, like I want to say about three quarters of entrepreneurs suffer from anxiety, depression, mm. loneliness, and so um, by by talking to these people and getting some feedback, and me also realizing that I was in a lot of pain, and pain is the ultimate decider, and if you 're going to change or not that 's what I believe anyways
1: josh let me so, let me ask you something here let me ask you something here, and it has to do with with burnout because burnout can be what comes before depression and what comes before some bad things. And right now I think a lot of people in logistics could be susceptible to that. Mm. When you hear, you know, the, the, the news about the market can be dispiriting, right? Hearing about large layoffs can be dispiriting, especially after you worked so hard over the past two years Mm -hmm. and you heard about all these record profits and everything. And now you, you know, there's people out there watching their back. How do you deal with the stress and burnout in those situations?
4: Well, um, I'm going to go in a different direction with, with your question. First, for those of you that don't understand what burnout is, and if you don't know what burnout is, the actual definition is: it's a prolonged response to chronic emotional and interpersonal stress, stressors, which leads to exhaustion, cynicism, and uh, inefficacy. So um, I've gone through all those the different periods of my life. Uh, back in seventeen, uh, with the I kind of also reached another depression point where it was just like, oh. The economy, the the company was struggling. We were having some issues with freight slowing down f- regarding what we did, and I just felt exhausted. I wasn't enjoying life. I wasn't appreciating my kids. Um, I had all this anxiety, and um, and then also in the beginning of twenty twenty one, trying to lead everyone through the shutdowns and trying to get all our families, yeah, um, in a stable financial position. So, so what techniques did I you just use? Felt all the, the techniques that I used. Um, well, first off, the there's things I had to change. Yeah. Um, the, well, hold on, I got it right here. Well, first of all, uh, community. Community is extremely important. So that's going to my family and friends and actually talking to them and saying, hey, look, you know, I'm kind of going through this. This is how I'm feeling. And mm. um, we're, we're all social creatures. So we need those people in our lives. So my recommendation to all of you that are out there is talk to your friends, talk to people that you trust. And express them what you're feeling and what you're going through. And the reason I'm talking like this is because I don't want you to feel alone. We're all going through this. We've all been through it or we have gone through things like this together. And um, let's, if we, once you realize that you're not alone, um, it's easier to get over things or get through things. Excuse me. The second thing is eating well. We don't talk about that, but it's just very simple. If you eat well, you're going to feel better. Uh, next thing is exercise exercise is extremely important uh, whether it be executives uh, managers or even truck drivers and truck drivers it's but, very important but Josh
1: for josh josh can we what did you do like that do you have a something that's a little bit more personalized to you though these are a little bit generic
4: yes okay regarding um exercise uh I started jujitsu. okay ah, jujitsu, and the reason that's important for me is because it's very it's a I'm always it's a, a very um, mindful exercise sport however you want to look at it but it's also important in making yourself um, becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable having another grown man or woman in that, some cases actually choke you out and realizing you're not going to die um, helps you to understand hey you know what uh, disappointment with an employee or something like that, is not going to kill me and also the other thing is with jiu is it brings in community as well Um, and you have other people kind of trying to reach the same goals and trying to get better. And so back to the first one, it helped me with community. Very cool. Well, Josh, thank
1: you so much for some of these techniques. Um, my biggest takeaway too, the, the community one was great. Uh, especially if you are nervous or you have anxiety about uh, really that job loss or any problem, it always helps to talk to other people. But with the job thing is you'll find out. If you have a network in logistics, talk to some other people in the community, you'll find out that like, oh, they'll say, don't worry, we're hiring. You
2: can come over here. Yeah, I mean, look, at he just put it out out. there. Boom, it's there.
1: Yeah, just put it out there. So talk to people, lend that support. Josh, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate you coming on the show.
2: We appreciate you guys. Keep
4: it up. Take it yeah, easy. man.
2: And community is so important. And hopefully, people are listening to this and that are in leadership uh, 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 positions that are that can reach out and let people know that, hey, talk to me, man. If yeah. you're having this issue, right? Because it, it only helps. Be, I mean, because we all go through it. I've been through it. I know you've been through it. There. I've used different techniques, but there was nothing like somebody going, "Hey, man, I get it."
1: Yeah, you know. and you know, when guys, you know, some some guys can be a little macho, can be a little yeah, tough, you know, I know. I know. So, Open up a little bit. Anyways, XBO is driven to put your freight first. With coverage in 99% of U.S. zip codes, as well as key routes in Mexico and Canada, XBO will help you get your shipments where they need to go, on time and damage-free. All fine-tuned by over 35 years of world-class LTL experience.
2: So learn more. Tell them, dude. Go to ltl-xbo.com.
1: Nice. All right, let's talk to Adam Wingfield. He is the founder and managing director over at Innovative Logistics Group, and today he's going to help us... Get our business in order, our house in order a little bit. Adam, thank you so much for coming on the show.
5: Thanks for having me, guys. Can you hear me okay?
1: Yeah, we can. Oh, yeah. Uh, we couldn't have any more perfect guest than you for this particular episode either because um, throughout this, this whole year as the market was declining, one of the biggest drums that you have been beating is that even the market's going down, we need to help companies and carriers and everybody get their house in order. So you are a great guest for this one, and we're excited to get into it.
5: I'm glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about,
1: tell us a little bit about your thoughts, first of all, on how do you think about business when you see things are starting to slow down?
5: Well, the thing about it is most importantly, in becoming a business owner in, in, in general, right? You're going to have highs and you're going to have lows. And a lot of folks that get into the trucking industry, uh, they're very aspiring. They have great aspirations. But from a business standpoint, they may not understand the dynamics of the highs and lows of our industry. Mm. Our industry is one of the most cyclical industries that you can possibly imagine, the barrier entry is so easy to get into that it seems like it's super easy to succeed, but um, that's been quite the opposite. You know, if you look at the spot market activity over the last 20 years and the ebbs and flows, a lot of people are prepared for the flows. They get the the flows right. But when it comes to the ebbs, a lot of folks are just not prepared for the ebbs.
2: Yeah. So Adam, you do a lot of consulting, obviously with, with people. That's what, that's what you do. And you've got the background to, to, uh, to really back it up. You've got the pedigree. You've, you've done all this stuff yourself When you talk about the low barrier of entry, is that one of the things that really causes the issues of turnover, et cetera? And how do you handle that with people who want to get into it? Do you kind of scare them first, scare them straight? And if they're still around, then start working with them. And now you've got a real candidate.
5: Well, so I'll say I won't scare you. I'm going to prepare you because there's a big difference. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to end in this. I'm not in this to scare you. But a lot of folks are not prepared. A lot of people see the easy barrier to entry. A lot of people.
2: No. Oh, we got Adam there? I thought I just lost him there because I hit my my thing. No, we'll see if we can get Adam's uh,
1: connection back up. Let's go to a couple of clips while we work on that one. Let's go to good news, bad news. And for whatever reason, if we can't get Adam back up, I will be sure to invite him back on the show. Oh, yeah, There's a lot that we want to hear from that gentleman. In the meantime, we'll go over to our next segment and see if they can get that out. Check out these trucks in this Veterans Day Parade, Michael Vincent. This is so cool, You like this
2: one? I love this one, man. There's
1: multiple trucks. There's three. There's, like, super little baby truck. There's little kid
2: truck. And then there's regular truck. The thing was, I watched this at first and went, oh, cool. He's got a little one and and a bigger one. And then, like, the even bigger one is the exact same truck. But check out the talent with this guy. What's the talent? Dude, he's surfing on the back of an open-deck trailer while running an RV truck and throwing candy out to the crowd all at the same time. Lovely stuff. This guy's got talent, man.
1: Excellent. Well, we got Adam back, so let's bring Adam back up on the show. Adam, sorry for that interruption right there, a little technical uh, difficulty, but we're so happy to have you back.
5: No worries. I'm right here.
1: So let's get get back into it. What key key areas of focus, right? Mm -hmm. So you're looking at the market, and maybe you haven't – Look, there's a lot of people who run trucking companies right now who don't really know their numbers well enough. You see it like this, what are the first key areas you should be looking at?
5: Man, let me tell you something. Fuel consumption number is number 1, right? A lot mm. of folks, a lot of folks don't really understand the importance of really digging in and understanding their fuel focus and their break even point. So when I think about your fuel focus, right? Just a single owner operator, one truck, whether it's an owner operator or one small fleet on a one truck, the thing about that is you're going to spend up to about 14 to 15,000 gallons of diesel fuel each year, depending on the consumption, right? If you focus on just saving that and reducing consumption and controlling things that you can control, if you would just reduce the consumption and just improve the overall station selection and save, let's just say, 20 cents a gallon, that's about $3,000 a year. You multiply that by 10 trucks, I already didn't put $30,000 back in your pockets. So, like, when you think about fuel costs, that's number one. A lot of things folks get into this business, too, is that the, 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 you got your variable costs and you got your fixed costs, right? So your fixed costs are, you know, your truck payment, your insurance. A lot of time, man, we overshoot ourselves on on, on buying trucks. You know, last year, right, you know, we didn't have a choice. You know, we were buying trucks at 600, 650,000 miles for $100,000, right? Yeah. But now we have to deal with that. Right. If you finance that, you have to deal with that for the next five years. So you got to look where that positions you at. A lot of times we get in, insurance payments might be a little high because you might have a couple of hits on your your NVR. You might have a driver that doesn't have the experience. Your MC might not have an uh, the, uh, enough experience on it to provide you uh, with those discounts. But when you look at those three small expenses. Man, that, 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 that can really, really pay some big dividends at the end of the day. And these are the things that our folks are, fo- are struggling with. These are the things, these are the currents that our folks are fighting against. They're not just fighting against freight rates, right? Because rates are what they are. Right. They're not just fighting with that. They're fighting against a lot of the decisions that have been made in the last two years due to some of those inflationary numbers that we've had in the used truck market. Some of those inflationary numbers, some of the downtime that we're starting to see just because of some of the component failures that that they see. So I don't think that we do a a great job from an industry perspective, preparing folks for the, 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 the shift. Right. The transition from just being, hey, you know what, I'm moving from you know, just a regular nine to five or a regular driver or a regular aspiring business owner to owning a trucking company. It is totally different.
2: It is totally different. And once you're in one of these downturning or softening freight recession markets like we're seeing right now, a lot of times it's too late, right? So uh, what do you do to prepare yourself and what can be done now for those that are struggling there? I know you're talking about on the expense side, right? Yeah. And you said freight rates are what they are. But a lot of times we get caught into this or drivers get caught into this. You know, the most desperate sets the, the the rate, right? How do you avoid that downward cycle?
5: So the first thing, don't panic. It's like a swimmer that catches a cramp in the middle of the ocean. Go back to the things that you knew as far as just just getting back into your standards. You know, it's I was mm-hmm. I was talking to the other day who uh, who played in a professional league, you know, professional uh, football league. And we're just kind of talking about, you know, what does it look like when you got to face Aaron Donald? It's like, you got to stay, stay stay, back to your technique, right? Don't panic. That's number one. Focus on that. Number two is you got to forget about 2020, 2021. Those years are behind us, right? So we can't continue to focus on the highs. We can't continue to get on low boards and expect to get $5, dollars five fifty a mile, just, you know, on, on some of these rates. You have to control what you ultimately can control. A lot of those controllables come down to preventative maintenance. Right. So I, we, we were talking the other day to a group and a lot of times our maintenance, even maintenance with owner operators and maintenance with fleet owners are failure based and not preventative based. And, mm. and, 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 and the thing about that is and what I mean by that is that we don't go out there and we don't do DPF service. We wait until the DPF system goes out. So we've got to be a lot more proactive in that. We've got to be proactive in tire pressure because these blowouts get extremely expensive out here, right? And I'm talking mm-hmm. super basic, right? But the thing about it is, is that every dollar matters. If I can save $300... From getting my tires, making sure my tires are inflated and being proactive on changing my tires rather than me blowing it out in the middle of Biloxi, Mississippi, where, you know, the tow guy is going to come up and charge me 650 bucks for a tire. Well, I got it to $225 at the TA. Those are the things that we can talk about control, controlling your your, your fuel consumption. One of the biggest drivers of fuel consumption is vehicle speed. And it just behooves me to see people continuously fighting against this. I tell people all the time, last time I was in a truck, I don't rem- in, in, in my car, I don't remember getting passed by a FedEx truck. I don't get, remember getting passed by a Schneider truck. I don't remember getting passed by a J.B Hunt truck because they got it to where that their systems and processes in place to focus on fuel consumption, right 62, 64 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. It's not fam- It's not popular. It's not sexy to go up and down the highway at 64 miles an hour, but the cost and the savings of fuel consumptions definitely put those little things back in the pocket. You got to be flexible. The next thing I talk about is being flexible. The routes that you used to run and that you love running and the home time that you like, you know what? Everybody likes the Southeast in the wintertime. But guess what? It's not realistic when it comes to the fact that, you know, all of a sudden now, our load to truck ratios is out of whack in the southeast during the wintertime. So having those things, improving your relationships when you're on the phone with these brokers and shippers, now is not the time to get mad. Now is not the time to point fingers. Now's the time is to improve those relationships because that reciprocity goes both ways in the long term. And then I think about the, the fact of it's like you got to understand the long game.
1: Wait, hold uh, Adam, but real be- quick, before we jump past that on the relationship one, because I have a, a a topic that's come up frequently, and it's on things like T N and detention, billing for those things. When yep. markets get soft like this, carriers get truckers, carriers, they get worried that they'll get dumped by a shipper if they mm-hmm. complain about these things. How do you handle those in a soft market?
5: And you got to let folks know, you, you handle those in the soft market the same way you handle it in a in a one. You got to be very direct. with it. it is it is what it is. Right. You know, these are the cost of operation and the cost of doing business. And a lot of times, even when it comes down to contacting shippers and I get it, you know, I don't want to I, I don't want to lose it direct because I don't want to go to the spot market. But, you know, what? At the, at the end of the day, it's about business and it's about having that posture to have that conversation like, hey, this is what it is. You know, we, 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 it, there's flexibility in that. You know, you want to make sure you take care of your customer. I get it. And you know what? There's times where you're going to have to eat that tonu, or you're going to eat that detention just because you want to take care of that customer. But you've got to have the posture to be able to sit back at the table and just give them a recap of what happened and be able to just to, to, to give them that confidence that, you know what? I'm only doing this because this is a byproduct of what this this particular marketplace is doing. And it's, I'm only doing this because I want to make sure that our drivers are maximizing their times out there on the road and just work with it. Find out what, what, what's, what's the root cause of the issue. Right, the first thing can't be, hey, you know what? I'm gonna put, I'm gonna go, ahead and I'm gonna shoot this charge. Let's get back to the root cause of the issue. Maybe it's something that was created on the carrier side. I don't know, but we got to dig into the root causes when it comes down to business.
2: No, you absolutely do. And right now, uh, I Adam, mean, it would be. Uh, essential to be building those relationships, right, that you should have been building back when you could get five dollars a mile, right? I mean some of the stuff that you're going through now that is difficult is because you chased that five bucks instead of sticking with your customer that was giving you the four or the two fifty or the two seventy five, right? How important is it now to be building those relationships even in this
5: down market? It's even more important now. Right. So it's more important to me now, because when if I build a relationship with you as a shipper, or you as a broker now and I and we build a great relationship just based on me providing great service. So mm-hmm. now let me make I'm clear. A great relationship does not mean that I can pick up on a pick up the phone and have a great conversation with you. It doesn't stop there. A great relationship is me providing great service, exceptional communication and real visibility, letting that, that mm-hmm. shipper, that carrier, mm-hmm. or that shipper, that broker know exactly what a shipment is at all time. If there's any delays, making sure that we're communicating them up front. Those are the way that you build those relationships, because I can tell you what, if you got a good shipper, if you got a good broker in, 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 in this day, they're going to remember that stuff. Right. So they're going to remember the times that, you know what, I'm going to this is going to be my first guy. This is my first option. When I break through, when this thing breaks through and I I got this new shipper or this new enterprise wide shipper of choice. This is my first carrier choice because they did good business, even though the market wasn't even even in the right place. So you just got to focus on doing good business, though. You know, the thing is, is that just like, you know, just like you referred to it, even when the market was strong and we were chasing that six dollars and that five fifty a mile. The thing that concerned me was the attitude Mm. And the attitude is what concerned me because it was almost like, hey, you know what? It's just like we just broke through this 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 wall and now it's all you-know-what broke loose. But but at the end of the day, the thing that I hate, is almost like a cat and mouse game because it's always going to be a broker season or shipper season. It's always going to be a season where a carrier is going to eat. It's just how do we operate between those seasons to bridge that gap is where my biggest concern is. And that's why I'm putting the majority of my focus. How do you keep
1: yourself from getting... There's a, there's a lot of crappy carriers out there. There's crappy truckers, there's crappy shippers, and there's crappy brokers. How do you stay out of that toxic mentality you were talking about there where you don't, you don't start thinking every single broker is out to get you or every shipper out to get you? Because ultimately, if you do that, you're only going to be stabbing yourself in the heart because you're not mm. going to form those relationships. How do you get over that?
5: Mind your business and have tunnel vision. The thing about that is, is most importantly is that when it comes down to it, when you start a business and you establish a business, you have to establish a business for your own vision. And you can go on social media. If you go on social media, it's almost like when I was a driver, man. You, I, I hated going in and sitting in a truck stop because if you sit in a truck stop long enough, if I sat in it long enough, it starts to feed into my mind exactly that. That, that morale, you've got to stay laser focused in this, man. I, I'll just be honest with you. It ebbs and flows. It goes back and forth. And I, I I can't compare this to 2008. That was the worst time for me uh, as an owner operator and fleet owner was 2008. And it kind of reminds me a lot of this particular time. The vibe is the same. We just didn't have social media back then like that. We didn't have the what the trucks we had. You know, we kind of had to figure it out at the truck stop. But the biggest thing that you have to do is you have to mind your business. You need to focus on the things that you can control. You need to focus on the relationships that you can build. And don't allow anybody to tell you that you can't do anything. If you got one truck, absolutely, yes, you can get dedicated freight. If you got one truck, absolutely, you can have a direct shipper. Don't allow the outside noise to tell you otherwise. Just focus on it and be the exception and don't be most people.
2: Yeah.
5: Well, here's the thing too. I mean, a
1: lot of a lot of drivers these companies spend too much time talking to each other, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you end up in a bubble when you talk too much of each other. becomes a sewing circle where you're just bitching all the time.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a bitch fest. Here's
1: the thing, like, and you see this on LinkedIn sometimes, like people getting into like these big arguments and like trolling each other. It's like I don't know about you guys, but I'm here to build, right? Like, the arguments are fun once in a while, but ultimately, like, you're here to build and be pretty positive, and that's a good way to conduct yourself in business. Wouldn't you agree, Adam?
5: Absolutely, man. The thing about it is that you got to get in business for the right reasons. You know, at the end of the day, on the side of the door of that truck, the side of the door represents your vision. Your, your it, it could be your legacy. That's your name. That's your name. That's your legacy, man. And you got to understand that, like, as a business owner today, I got to eat crow all the time, but I do it because it's for the benefit of the long game. This is long haul trucking. They don't take the long way for anything. And you got to make sure that in the end, at the end of any day. Most importantly, you're going to win some. You're going to lose some. It's just like anything else. But the thing is, is that it's, it, as carriers, especially in, in, in the up markets, they want to, we want to hit home runs on every single situation. We want to win in every single situation. We don't want to take you know take take a take a two yard out route. We want to go for the hail mary on every play. And you just can't do that. But in this market, and, in, and to your point, you know, the thing that I, I, I really see it, I see it all the time, man. I'll make a post on LinkedIn and, 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 and it could be as positive as, as, as all get out. There's always going to be one. But if I focus on the one and I put all my energy on the one, then guess where my energy is going to go, right? I gotta, yeah. just got to focus on the positive. I got to focus on the majority because the most important thing is I'm out here for the majority. I'm out here to take care of the majority of people that want to be successful. I'm out here to speak to make sure the majority of people that want to win in this industry can understand that they can. There are 20% of the people in this business that's going to succeed over the next two years that have started a business. I'm in there for them. I'm not in here for the 80% of the people that just wanted to halfway do this thing, that want to get in here and just get out and play double dutch. Because this industry is not double dutch. This industry is something that, if you treat it the right way, it's going to create a legacy for you, if you believe it.
1: Adam, hey, look. (laughs) <laughs> hey, man, him. man, you've, you've inspired me to start a trucking company and reach out to you for advice
5: so I don't go bankrupt. Where? Do, how do I reach out to you? And you can find us. You, obviously, you can find me on LinkedIn. But most importantly, go visit our website, www.thetruckingconsultants.com. You can find us on Twitter at iLogistics Group. Find us on Facebook at Innovative Logistics Group. And find us on Instagram at Innovative Logistics Group as well.
1: Right on. Adam, thanks so right much. On. Really appreciate Amen. your time today. We'll have you back on soon to get a little bit deeper into strategy, too. But we really like setting a primer here. And I think inspired some people to get their books in order.
5: Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys.
2: Right Take care. On. I think half our audience just went, I'm going. And they just left because they just went to start their business. Sometimes. <laughs> when, when, I mean, that was inspirational, when, man.
1: Sometimes when people riff, it just sounds magical, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's he, got it, He's man. got that riff. I was he's, ready to go. <laughs> He's got that riff. You know what I bet there were some amazing speeches at? Was that, uh, I forgot to just ask him about that, was the Truck and Hustle Truck Fest. I saw some pictures. Oh. That, and there were guys like Marcus Cooksey we've had on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, Pierre yeah. Laguerre. He's awesome. Adam Talking. I mean, are, these guys are inspiring. Yeah, man. Yeah, we got to have more those of those faces guys. from, uh, like, Truck Fest over at our next F3. They had amazing diversity over at truck Oh, yeah. Let's really get
2: cool. Cooksey. Let's get the Lagarde. Yeah. Of course,
1: man. Phew. Awesome. L- L- Pierre will make you run through a wall. Oh, yeah, he will. Well, we had, right. We had good news, bad news today. It's only good news this week. Only good news. You saw the Veterans Day Parade. Want to see how the changing shape of logistics marketing? Yes, I Let's do. Look at this flock freight commercial.
2: Hi, I'm Steve Burns, and <laughs> I'm searching for the answer to an important question How much exactly is a f- load? So I went to the experts at Flock Freight to find out what is flock freight?
1: Flock is a technology company that's creating a smarter supply chain. Regardless of the size of the load, we find the most efficient way to deliver it.
4: That's brilliant. What is a load?
1: A load is anything more than 40 feet, which usually requires a full truckload.
5: Truckload, load. load. They rhyme. That's neat.
1: Guess they do.
2: Yeah. What is a load?
1: A load is anything (laughs) between 10 and 40 feet on a trailer, works perfect in shared truckloads boatloads yeah we're sticking
0: to trucks
2: (laughs) i like boats great
4: flock freight experts in shipping any kind of load that's
2: what
1: happens every time Sal visits logistics
2: companies. <laughs> is that it? <a, laughs> what is so awesome is I just keep hearing the mail song over and over in my head. You know, you remember yeah. the mail song. Sure, There's the mail. that never. F- anyways.
1: Yeah. No, that was. You know, it's, it's really cool. So we've talked like store before, and you're seeing the changing shape of of logistics marketing and it getting cool and bolder, and it feels a little good too because I feel like we have a little something to do with that. We've we've really cut yeah, through the yeah, jungle to cool. allow these sort, the sort of the louder voices. But one of the reasons we do it is we there's a lot of mainstream that we try to bring into this. When you bring in ads like that, it's your chance to go viral. You have a chance to get the attention of Deadpool. Look what Ryan Reynolds had to say. He's an he Under- understanding how to quantify a
2: um F load within the context of shipping is a critical piece of child development. Amen. He's right. It should be uh, it should be core math right there. It's on the radar.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> want to see what I uh, want to see what a day in life is for a couple team truckers? Are we talking about Cass and Joe? Cass and Joe, let's Absolutely. roll it.
2: Absolutely.
0: Hey, I'm Cassie. This is my boyfriend Joe, and this is another day in our lives as team truck drivers. We started off the day at our company's terminal in Salt Lake City. It was cold and rainy, and we didn't have a load yet, so we decided to stay in the truck and play a little VR. Let me know if you have an Oculus and what your username is, and maybe we can play poker together sometime. I did finally get out of the truck to go grab some breakfast from inside the terminal, and by the time I got back out, it was snowing. Roll Tide, by the way. We got a grilled chicken sandwich and a side of tater tots, but I think they just threw the whole bag in. And I had these for dessert, and they were delicious. Around that time, we were dispatched to a load, so I went to pick up an empty trailer. We were picking up at Nestle in Springville, Utah, and taking it to Gaffney, South Carolina.
2: So, I want you to notice something. I did all my pre-trip stuff and went through the outbound lane at the terminal.
0: As I was in there getting fuel, it started snowing harder and harder. After about an hour drive, I made it to Nestle in Springville. This was a drop and hook so we were able to just drop off our empty trailer and pick up a pre-loaded one. After I did all my paperwork that's, that's and waited an on this train University to move some cars around, around the yard, I was on the way to well, South Carolina.
1: Maybe. Uh, well,
0: almost Joe, on the way. Like I did have to make a quick stop <laughs> at the guess. Flying J down the road to go over the scale and just double check that the trailer wasn't overweight and then we were good to roll. After a couple hours I stopped at TA and I did not wear the right shoes for this weather. I chipped off the ice from the sensor on the front of the truck. It's probably the most satisfying part of driving in the snow. I didn't really have to do this section Would on the side, on but it? I couldn't resist. No. No. We have not taken our Halloween decorations down yet, and it's our poor like little skeleton bat was frozen solid. True. I had been tracking the weather, so I knew that we were almost out of the worst strong. part of the snow, so I got back on the road to hopefully drive out of it, which we did eventually. At this point, Joe is awake. Of course, that's who took this clip. So we stopped again so he could take over on his shift.
2: doing. Yeah, checked what Joe in with
0: the die. bat again, still frozen, and pulled off this piece of ice just because I had to. And, of course, it's nice and clear for Joe's
2: drive. Joe's I didn't Joe's drive so no many dummy. miles
0: today, but I was tired. He
2: takes the night drive? Yeah, he's no dummy. He knows he knows the weather. He knows the night drive. <laughs> 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 the night
1: the way to go. Well, you saw them driving in the bad weather. You could see yeah. what they were having here. There's already some bad weather coming across the United States. Oh, wait, before you get into this one, what do you think about buying Oculuses to be team truck drivers and playing poker?
2: I can play think of pads. other things to do than play poker with like, Oculus. I don't, I don't know. know, like just play against you. Just I don't know. I mean, aren't you like in a 3D world already? Although you know what, like the poke- <laughs> like
1: Pokemon on the iPad, sometimes I play that with my kids, and like each have your own iPad, and it's easier than using the physical cards that we have because sure. like it does all the rules and all the sure. and all that stuff for your know, sure. scorekeeping.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah but
1: yeah. we don't wear VR headsets. Not that
2: I'm judging. I think VR would be fun, like in Roblox and stuff like that. That'd be cool.
1: Anyways, winter weather is coming. Here is Super Trucker with some advice
2: couple of storm chasers in North Dakota, his name is uh, Chris Hall. Uh, They came across a driver who had jackknifed in the middle of the highway, and the local sheriff told him, stay put, the safest place you can be is in your car, and then this happened.
5: Go! Go. Damn!
1: I've seen too many of these videos of the cars just sliding into everybody. Normally
2: the sheriff is right, the safest place to be is in your car, but when you're dealing with you know, blind weather conditions like this, there really is no place to be uh, when you're near an accident site like that. Oh. That see, that's, I, I hate being last in line in a traffic jam or something like that or There's, in those snowstorms. I've been in that situation in a whiteout where you're sitting there all alone. You're wondering, does the car coming up realize this is happening?
1: There's a lot bad <clears throat> that can happen in those conditions. And also when you're sitting there, you also run the risk of your tailpipe getting covered, too. So, you know, you've yeah. got to be very, very mindful yeah. of the carbon monoxide thing, too. That's
2: that's right. That's absolutely right. And it's not just in the Northeast. the worst ice storm I've ever been in was in Lubbock, Texas. Oh, of course. And they, they did strike anywhere. Anytime.
1: Um, let's say there was a storm and he got stuck on the side of an access road. There's a mystery going on here in Chattanooga. Take a look at this. On the corner of Self-Access Road and Bobby Oaks Drive, there is a window tinting shop that Not has been playing kung fu movies.
2: I love it. Kung fu theater. I
1: Why, used to so, watch kung fu
2: theater on Saturdays. Do you have any theories on this? I, um... No, <laughs> we have I to investigate. It, I got to see what they're playing. I don't understand it, but I will tell you what, I'm going to go get some popcorn and go hang out. Once When's Master
1: probably... the Flying Guillotine on? <laughs> By the way, you um, you recently got some cats, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, fairly. I mean, like six months or so. Yeah.
1: You yeah. ever summon them like this?
2: Uh. <laughs> yeah, look at that. What you got? A bowl of catnip. He's got a bowl of catnip. I mean, look at this, look, they're they're looking for drugs. Now, there was a barn where I grew up near my house that that had was full of feral cats like that. Does That's your cool. cat listen to you? Mine does. My cat like like my cats are shake. very well, my kid's cats are very, very smart. yes, and they're big. They're both males and they're enormous, and they know how to open doors.
1: Yeah, no else, no else. O- go no. up and, and we'll open a
2: door. No one else opens doors. Uh, uh, criminals,
1: a high visibility vest. <laughs> Take a look at the surveillance <laughs> footage right there. Look at these two guys trying to act like they belong. Geartape.com trying. They says did it. the Hillsbury County Sheriff's Office report on Thursday that security camera footage had caught two men in the act of stealing an ATM from a Tampa hotel while posing as maintenance employees. It happened at the Country Inn and Suites on Falkenberg Road, and there you can see the guys come in. They just wore. Well, the I know exactly. Uh, I actually this? know
2: where that. Is. I actually stayed in that. You did? Yeah, no. it's right by. It's right by where uh, Blue Grace headquarters is. What were the <laughs> ATM fees country. on that thing? <laughs> I don't. I didn't use the ATM, but I know exactly where that Country Inn and Suites. Those are. Blue Grace employees, are they? Don't I recognize don't recognize guys. either one of those uh, guys. But, yeah, hiding right out in the open is the way to get it done, my friends. Look at that. Yeah, hey, we're supposed to be here. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, if you ever want to go backstage to, uh, like, concert, that's that's a great way to get backstage. If you just start milling about or even, like, yeah. um, I don't want to give you
2: guys you a Get bad a bright green shirt and dress well. right staff across the
1: yeah. back. Yeah. Anyways. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great week. Hopefully this episode is helpful to some of you. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Just look up What the Truck. You want to watch us in HD. Download the Freight Leaves TV app. Find me on Twitter at Timothy Dooner. Find him at Vincent the Dude. Don't be a stranger and tell him how to be.
2: Hey, peace and love. Spread it everywhere. Thank you. for today, my friends.